on the floor, now my jewelry box froze Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove, counted millions in a cold Bad bitch, booted swole, got her on bankroll Can't fold, that's a no, headshot, case closed What is up guys, it's Andy Priscilla And this is the show for the realists, say goodbye to the lies, the fakeness and delusions Of modern society and welcome to motherfucking reality Guys, today we have Q and AF That's where you bring the Qs and I bring the AFs now, normally, we have DJ, but it says DJ's out getting his uh, security current, current uh, what do they call that? Continuing Ed. I have my man Zeeshan as my co-host today. What's up, dude? Hello, hello. How are you? I'm the non-black co-host here. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Diversity. Diversity. Yeah. So, we, we, traded, we traded black guy. For an Indian guy. I know. Yeah. Got to keep the diversity at the same I think level. That's, that must be racist. Kind of. At some level. That's all All of us are here. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So if people want to email in the questions, where do they email them? AskAndy at AndyFrisella.com. All right. Now, guys, if this is your first time listening, we have Q&AF. This is where um, we take the problems from our other episode called Cruise the Internet. Uh, that we point out in society and we break them down to actual uh, productive solutions that you can implement into your life. So that's what we do today. So we have CTI, which is cruise the internet, where we make fun of everything and talk about what the problem is. Then we have Q&AF, where we help you guys uh, get better because the ultimate solution is our own personal development to all of this shit going on. Then sometimes we have real talk, which is where I get on and I, I, I give you a uh, you know, 10, 20 minutes of, of good thoughts. Sometimes it's two minutes. That's just the way it is sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and then other times we have full length, which is I bring on my, uh, my successful uh, ass-kicking friends and we talk about how they kick so much ass and how you can kick some ass too. So that's the run of the show. And we do have a fee and the fee is very simple. We don't run ads on the show. We don't run ads for the show, but we grow this show completely off word of mouth. So, if you liked the show, if it made you think, if it gave you some information, if it made you laugh, if it entertained you, if it was worth listening to in any regard, please share the show. You don't have to share it on social media, but at least tell someone about it. Say, hey, man, give this a listen. This is some good stuff because we're trying to change things here and we're trying to make people better and uh, we need your help to do so. So that's the fee. So what's happening, bro? I got some, I got three good ones for you. You do? All right. <laughs> <laughs> Maintaining uh, the tradition that's here. That's right. That's right. Stay on track. All right. Let's get started, man. Question number one. I own a power washing business. And I, as I hire more employees to handle more customers, I notice that their quality of work is not as good as I want them to be. Mm -hmm. And it affects the business as a whole. Mm -hmm. So when you're growing your business and you're growing yourself, how do you get your team to operate at the same standard that you do? Okay. Very good question. Uh, first of all, it is very, very important to audit your own standard for the real standard that you're living. Because a lot of times, and even I do this sometimes, we tell ourselves we're doing a very good job when in reality we're doing 80% or 70% of what we could do. So the first thing that we have to do is we have to assess ourselves. We have to say, okay, am I really being a leader? Am I really living to the standard? Am I really doing what I'm asking them to do. Because the truth of leadership is this. You could tell people all you want, but they're going to do what you do. And that's the truth. So if they're not living to your standard, I would say the chances are you're probably not living quite to the standard as well. And they're picking up on that. And that can be very, this, 
And what I need you guys to understand is that the amount of, of slack that can throw an entire team off standard is very small. Okay. If they see you cut any sort of corner, if they see you, uh, you know, you power wash the whole deck and you miss a four by four square on the corner, they're going to notice that, right? And they're going to adopt that as the standard, even if you're saying, we do everything perfect and it's perfect all the time. So the first thing is to audit yourself. Now, if you audit yourself and you feel like you are doing everything to standard 100% of the time, that's when you have to start educating people on why it matters that they live to that standard as well. Because the collective good and solving the problem is actually good for the individual good and when you're working as a team. And what I mean by that is this. If they understand that when they go do a power washing job, that when it's perfect, it gets us other jobs, which offers them more money, which maintains the standard of growth in the company, and that that will increase their position in the company and their ability to lead and their uh, importance and their credibility and their pay. Now you're, you're taking a situation from telling someone to do something to a standard and inspiring them to do it on their own. And there's a big difference, right? Absolutely. People are much more likely to follow their own inspiration than they are to follow directions uh, from a leader. So your job is to create a vision within your power washing company that we're going to become such a, a great power washing company. We're going to do things like nobody else has ever done. And when we get there, you guys who are at the beginning right now, you're going to be the guys running this. So it's very important that we all, you know, maintain the standards so that we can all grow together. And then you have to back that up. So a lot of people will say those kinds of things and then never back them up. Right. And then what that does is that makes the team lose trust in, in the owner or the CEO or the operator. Um, and then after that, when they lose trust in you, it's really hard to get that back. So the important thing is to try to cut it off by living to the standard hundred percent that you can um, the second step is to pull them in and consistently communicate with them how important it is that they finish at the standard because of what it means to their life down the road. Because the truth of the matter is most people show up to work, they want to put their time in, they want to get paid, and they want to naturally progress just for being there for a long time. Yes. That's just not how it works. Okay. It's not reality. So your job as the, as the leader is not just to like dictate the jobs but also to get them to think about their future and how it relates, how today relates to what their, their life is going to look like five years from now. Because the truth of the matter is, guys, this is how life works. You trade a day of struggle today for a day of prosperity down the road. That's what it is, all right? And if you could get people to understand that, that when you make an investment of, of intentional struggle today to improve, that you have an easier time, you know, whether it be 90 days from now or a year from now or five years from now, um, that can, that can help people realize like how important it is to execute the day. And, um, I think those three things, and then, you know, making sure that you, you, you live up to, to what you promise. Like you have to actually grow the company. You have to actually work to create what it is you're promising, because if you don't do that, they won't trust you. And then you, they won't work at all. I feel like that's what happens most of the time. People think that they have a position and that everybody should listen to them just because they have the for position. Sure. Yeah, for sure. Leadership is not a label, dude. It, it, leadership is a, is a skill that you uh, execute, you know, and- You always say it. It's a 360. You lead from the front, back, left, and front. You say this all the that's time. That's right. 
in no matter what position you're in, you're leading everybody at all times. You just don't realize yeah, it. Yeah, because people are watching. And so you are either leading people to be better or you are leading people to be worse. And the reason people lead people to be worse isn't because they want people to be worse. It's because they misunderstand their own value and they don't understand that even if you're someone right now who is you know, struggling in life, there's still people that look at you Correct. for leadership. And they might not say, hey, I look at Zshot and he's a leader. But like, if I look at you and you're, you've given up, well, I'm much more likely to give up too because I'm like, okay, well, my friend Zshot, he gave up, you know, everybody's given up. And that's the, that's the plague that we have in society right now. Correct. So you have to realize the opportunity to lead has never been easier because there's so few leaders. And all you have to do is live to the standard that you want because people are going to follow. Absolutely. And no yeah. matter how big your smaller voice is. Totally. Totally, bro. There's a sub question that um, came to my mind is what happens if you are living completely on top of your standard? You're doing everything that you can and you're still seeing somebody who, in your company who's not doing what you would want them to propagate. Is that is that with the presumption that there's other people that are? Yes. Okay. So there might be like- A straggler. Yeah. There might be like, say, a team of 10 people and you see two people or three people not yeah. doing the same thing. So one thing I want to ask you is that, is that because you're not, the leader is not as good at educating them or is there any other reason that you can think of? No, there's lots of reasons, man. You know, sometimes people have like crazy shit going on at home. Sometimes, uh, you know, I mean, there's all kinds of reasons, but we have to get back to the American culture of like, hey, man- we can't bring our therapy sessions to work. Like we have a job to do. We got to do the job here. And, you know, I care about people, but I can't afford to carry everybody's mental energy um, all the time. Like I think work has become this blended thing where it's like you bring, you're now we're dealing with not just how good the job is, but we're dealing with people's personal issues or their struggles or their this or their that. And if you want to be a great leader, you have to know how to, how to address those things properly. Um, sometimes when there's two, two people that aren't doing it, um, usually what the case is is that one of them is a cancer and he's got the ear of the other one. And Correct. they've convinced the other one that this... So a lot, sometimes uh, basically how to address that is to pull the person that you think the source of it is uh, aside, maybe take them to lunch or take them to dinner, have a talk with them. Um, see where they're at and maybe it's time to go the separate ways. You know what I mean? It doesn't mean they're a bad person, but we, what you, what you really want to make sure that doesn't happen is that those people, uh, corrupt the rest of the people who are Correct. doing what they can. They degrade the culture. Yes. Yes. So you have to, you know, I'm, I'm sort of a, like, I, I, I'm kind of like a three strikes and you're out kind of person. You know what I'm saying? Like I'll like, you know, a couple times you got a problem. I'll work with you as long as you've earned that credit with me. That you're that you're we're operating on with uh, good faith, um, and then you know if it gets to be a problem, it, it becomes a solution of hey man, you know I know this isn't really your thing. Let, let's try to help you find something where you're gonna be productive. Because like dude, I believe that everybody can be a winner. I believe that not everybody can be a winner at everything. Correct. You know, so a lot of times there's a good book by this by Jim Collins called Good to Great, uh, where it talks about getting the right people in the right spots. And what I've found in business is that when you get the people, the right people in the right spots where they're, they're more conducive to operate, um, it, it creates a much better, less stressful product. They shine. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And it gives them self-worth too. Absolutely. Confidence and all that. Yeah. Green. Green. I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> 
I gotta maintain for oh the listeners, God, you know. I gotta this maintain is the same hilarious. <laughs> Second question. How do you assess when you have done enough work for the day? And it's a personal question. Yeah, yeah. No matter what kind of work yeah. you're doing. So it seems no matter how much I get done, I always feel like I'm behind. Uh-huh. And there's a ton more work to do. So have you ever struggled with this in your life? And how? what are the points that you can suggest to overcome yeah, this? Yes, for sure, dude. Um, go listen to episode 16 on the Real AF feed. It's called Win the Day. This will describe my entire system for how I, how I manage this process. Because the truth of the matter is, there will always be other things to do. Your list is a mile long. All your guys' lists are mile long. Everybody listening here, there's always going to be more work. So how do we continue to accomplish the work without feeling like um, it's all we do? So the answer to that is we have to chop that down into critical tasks, okay? And what I've, my system, which is called the power list, I use five critical tasks per day. And those five critical tasks, they're not to-do lists. These are not things like that are habit for me. Like for me, um, working out is a habit. Eating right is a habit. Now, it might not be for you. So this might go on your list in the beginning. But um, for me, it is. So the whole key to using this list properly is that you have to know where you're going and you have to be able to backtrack that into what it looks like on a daily basis. So for me, my power list at this point in time, my, it's always very specific actions. Um, have this meeting, make this phone call, uh, email this person, talk to this person, uh, make sure this, this task is on track. Very specific things like, like recording a podcast is not on my power list. Because I just, you do that's it just every something day. I have to do. Yes. Right. So identifying your critical tasks and executing them. And there's five of them. Every day. I was just about to ask you because I've heard and have been in discussions with so many people that add seven, eight, yeah, but 10, 12. Let me tell you why that's bad. There's only five. And you, 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 I, everybody else, you don't have nothing to prove to me. Like, I know you got a huge swing and wiener. Like, all right. I know you're badass. I know you're a bad bitch. I know. We can all do more than five. But the reason that we only do five is because we can easily accomplish five critical tasks every day. All right. And what that does is that gives us a win for the day. And that's a fucking win. And a win builds confidence. And when you start to realize that you won Monday and you won Tuesday and you won Wednesday and you won Thursday, what you're doing is you're building and investing the belief that you can accomplish what it is you're trying to do. And that's very important. And if we add 10 things on there and we only get seven done, did we get more than five? Yes, we did. But at, over the course of 30 days, what will eventually happen is you'll train yourself that you never accomplish anything which gets us back to the original question, okay? So the whole point of my power list, like everybody's like, oh, Andy, you work so hard. Yes, I do, but I also fuck off real hard too, okay? And I want to do that on purpose. So when my five five tasks are done for the day, I'm done. I don't think about it. I don't think about it anymore than what are my next five for the next day. I'm free to live my life. I, you know, I I hang around my house. I hang hang around and, and, you know, our... Sometimes I walk around the office and I see what I can help with or whatever I got to do. It's a heavily misunderstood fact because people think somebody like you is on the go running 24 hours. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be that way, nor do you want it that way. And the truth of the matter is, is, you know, it's the tortoise or the hare story. You know, they tell that story in India. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know. It's an international story. Yeah. All right. Cool. (laughs) I didn't know. But like, you know, it is the, the small, consistent wins over the course of the day will always, always, always beat someone who works in bursts. Okay. So 
if you're able to work this way and then every day still have, you know, like, dude, if I get my five tasks done by 10 a.m., guess what? I'm not doing shit the rest of the day, right? Now, could I get 20 done that day? Sure, I could. But the problem is, is I probably won't. And what'll happen is I have to put an L and I'll know in my heart that I didn't finish what I said I was going to do, which dilutes the confidence that I have in my own abilities, right? Which, which starts to create anxiety and it starts to create frustration and it starts to create that feeling that we're talking about, which is like, I can never get anything done. So the, the easy solution here is the power list. So go listen to the episode, uh, number 16, listen to it all the way through. Make sure you do it exactly as I say, because a lot of people misinterpret how to use it because what they do is they think it's a to-do list, you know? Oh, uh, workout laundry. laundry. Yeah, right. Laundry. That is not your power list, bro. We're talking about critical tasks that create progress towards where you're trying to go in life, in your, in your career and your, and your family, everything. Um, and you only need to do five. And if you do five every day and you win every day, you're going to fucking win period. Like Absolutely. there's no denying you. So, um, don't overwhelm yourself with things just because you have the time. Like we're supposed to live life too. And this is the system that I've used to create the hack to still get everything done. Um, and it, from all indications that I can tell, it works pretty good. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. And, and I still have a pretty good time. I'm not going totally crazy, just like most of the way. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, and the cool fact is you still use it to the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's amazing. Yeah, I use actually the same power list. I use the same exact power list that I used back when I started it. Yes. It's yeah. on my desk. And you said that you just replace the pages. Yeah, that's that. right. I just buy the inserts. Hey. So, and we do have a journal if you want to buy it. It's really cool. The, jur the journal, there? the journal's on the website, andyfrisella.com. Um, it's really cool. And the, what I like about the journal that people do is they like fill the journals and they get another one. And like, dude, there's people with stacks 10 high. And like, dude, if you could look at a stack of journals 10 high and see all your wins, how great that's going to make you yeah. feel. Yeah, you know you're, there's nothing more you could be doing. And then you can also teach your kids how to do the same. Yes. The, don't you have a kid's power list yes. as well? Yeah. So yeah. that's an amazing thing I can feel like because kids, if they can learn at six, seven, eight, nine years old, think how great they could be at 20, that's 21. Right. That's right. Well, I Bro, think it's the only way shit gets done. That's the solution yeah. to everything, I it think. It is. It is. And that's why you have the children's books and yep. stuff like that. Um. Next question, sir. There seems to be a dichotomy in between quality and speed of production. So I make high-end home office furniture, and I have a hard time balancing product quality and production times. So there's a demand for the product, and people want it fast. So is it best to crank out a slightly lesser product quicker to meet the demand, or should I keep my focus on making the best product even if it does take longer for the customer to get it. That's a branding question, okay? That's where, that's a question where you want to decide where your brand's position at, okay? You know, typically in any industry you have you have, you know, I call it they call it good, better, best, okay? But a lot of times it's not good, better, best. It's like shit and then decent and then good, right? Um that's how I think of it. I like to position my my products and my companies in the best category. That's where I'm most comfortable dealing. I have no problem with someone saying, hey, I can't afford your products or they're too expensive. But I have a really, I really don't like when people say, hey, you make bad shit. That, that bothers me because I want to do the best job that I can, like you guys do. So that's more of a personal decision about that person's company of where do I want to, where am I comfortable with my brand being? 
Do I want to be in the middle? So I'm a moderate price, less quality, maybe more volume. But um, do I want to be in the in the replaceable IKEA furniture every 12 months? Um, which obviously there's a successful model there. There's a successful model in the middle, and there's also a successful model in the high end. None of these make more money than the others. They all make money. You have like like <clears throat> a lot of the supplement companies that sell like the regular level shit. I mean, they make a lot of money, right? A lot of the people who are kind of in the middle, they make a lot of money. A lot of people who are in the best category, they do well too. It's just more so how do you want people to perceive your brand? You have to, you just have to make a choice. Where do I want to be? And um, that really comes down to where you're most comfortable with the pluses and minuses uh, personally. Because like I said, like my main reason that I want to make good things is because I care about solving the problem and I know I'm going to get criticized either way, right? Like if I made a if I made a lesser quality product that was cheaper, I would have people telling me, you know, so and so is better than you. Correct. And I don't like that. Correct. You know, so per, on a personal level, I want to try to be the best in all areas. And I know I'm not the best in all areas. Like I know there's things that people do better than me, but it's a constant battle, right? Like I'd like to think not as much as, as it used to be, but I'm always looking for the other guys who are doing things at the best level and not just in our industry in all industries. And I'm picking up little things about how to do it there and how to do it there and how to do it there. So, um, I think the answer to that question is that I don't really have the direct answer they're looking for, but I think the, the question that they really need to assess is where do you want to be? Where are you comfortable with the rub? And the rub means the negative part of whatever decision you make. Okay. Cause like every decision, there's going to be pluses and there's going to be minuses. Absolutely. Um, so where, where are you most comfortable with the rub? You know, I'm more comfortable with people saying, and this goes for anything I'm involved in, nothing I'm involved in, no company I'm involved in, nothing, nothing, nothing is the cheapest. I just don't do it that way. I try to do the best. I don't worry about what the cost it is to manufacture or put on or create. And then I try to charge a fair price for it. And so I'm more comfortable with that. Like I like, I get satisfaction out of people saying, man, dude, you, that's really good. This is the best thing I've ever that's done. That's it. And that's what I try to do. And, and that's where I'm comfortable at. And I'm comfortable personally pursuing that all the time. You know, um, that is why I would say somebody like you never gets complacent. Well, I can't because I have to be good because I've chosen to be in that area. Right Correct. now, if I chose to be in the middle area, I could probably be more hands off, you know, but I'm also going to receive the criticism that I'm not comfortable with. You know Correct. what I mean? Correct. Um, so if like, if you want to produce more furniture that's less quality, you have to understand that people are going to say sometimes, hey, your shit kind of sucks sometimes. Are you okay with that or are you not? You see what I'm saying? Correct. Does it make sense? Depends person to person. Absolutely. I think it does too. What are your preferences? Yeah, are? and I don't think it's a money situation. I don't think it's like, I think you'll make money whichever way. way you go. Correct. Um, it's just a personal assessment of where you're most comfortable operating your brand. Absolutely. Does that make sense? Absolutely. That makes sense? All right, cool. Cool. Is that three? Yes. That's three. Go pay the fee. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to have to fire DJ. <laughs> DJ gets fired on his day off. All I right, would, bro. I'll, I'll just take a small moment because I got the mic to just say that the team here is, does absolute great work and we get amazing drive from you and all the team here, Joe, Midat, uh, Keith, every one of us. We love you and we, we, everybody does great work here. Like yeah, how you were saying about 
360 degree yeah. leadership. Yeah. I I couldn't never be the person that I am without you, without these guys. So yeah. I just want to take a moment. Ah, uh, bro, I appreciate it, but that's the truth for me, bro. Like that's why, like when people come up to me and they say, "Oh, dude, you're so awesome," it's like, no, bro, I'm just good at what I do. All you guys make the show. So I think Ed Milet posted a video a few days ago. No millionaire or billionaire is self-made. No, it's always a team. That's right. So that's right. And I love you guys for what you do, man. You guys do a fucking great job. I love you guys. Appreciate you guys. Talk to you next time. <laughs> yeah. We're sleeping on the floor. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl. Fuck a stove. Counted millions in the cold. Bad bitch. Booted swole. Got her own.